Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, book lovers. Want to hear a story? Hey, book lovers, it's time for Storytime with M, where I am sharing a chapter or two of my books every week. And we are currently on chapter 13 of my book, Feelers. If you want to continue to listen along, that is fantastic. Thank you so much. If you would like to read ahead, there is also a link where you can purchase the paperback or ebook. And now, please enjoy chapter 13. Time passed slowly. Gwen sat perfectly still on her throne of tangled roots. Her eyes remained fixed on the damaged pod, but she appeared to have gone somewhere far away. Or she was ignoring me. Either way, she wouldn't speak or acknowledge my questions. The curiosity was building pressure inside me. I had so many questions. Mostly I feared being found. They know we escaped and will be looking for us. They could come upon this clearing at any moment. Gwen didn't seem bothered. Well, I jumped at every small sound. Because of my hyper-aware state, I heard it before Gwen. A low wail. It started quiet. What's that? I asked. My voice was a whisper, but it sounded unnecessarily loud in the deep quiet of this sacred place. Gwen acknowledged me slowly. Her eyes focused on my face hazily at first. Then her look sharpened. She returned from wherever she'd been. She could see me, and she heard the wail. Her face paled. Dark semicircles accented her eyes, and her skin had gone gray. She looked drained. Gwen was afraid. Something I had never seen. She was always quiet and contemplative, steady in her words and decisions. Her fear added to the cramp currently forming in my belly. Gwen held out her hand to me, and I saw it was shaking. A tremor passed through me as I took her hand in mine. She placed her other hand on the damaged pod, and the pod shriveled up with a puff of pink dust, and the wail turned into a scream. Gwen moved her hand to the boulder, and the stone glowed at her touch. Another tremor rocked me off my feet, but I clung tight to Gwen. She wouldn't let me go. Our hands were joined by a shared power— a warm, tingling sensation that buzzed behind my eyes and burned my skin. The thing that made us special, our magnified ability to feel. When I was young, I felt very alone, different from the other kids, different from my family. Arriving at Silent Tree's Wellness Center was the first time I realized there were others like me, and that maybe the attendants were, too. They had violent emotions which seemed to grow harder and harder to control. They did not seem to be medicated, which, unless they were patients as well, was against the law. And now here we are. The energy coursing through Gwen and I was shaking the boulders and the surrounding trees. The ground heaved and quaked. The shriveled pod began to peel away, the skin of the pod unfolding and gluing itself to the boulder's smooth side. When the pod was fully opened, a sticky, pink-haired girl lay curled up on the flat stone. She sat up slowly and stretched her arms overhead. Well, that sucked, Roxy said, leveling her violet eyes on me. 
What happened? I'll explain once we have the others, said Gwen. She had a wide grin on her face. It's good to see you, my friend. She gave Roxy a quick hug, which the goo-covered girl returned awkwardly. Gwen stepped back and turned her attention to the remaining pods. It won't be long now, she said in her calm, even tone. And theirs should be easier than yours. I am so confused, Roxy said with a frustrated sigh. I raised my hands and shrugged to show I knew as little as she did. There hadn't been time to ask questions, and I had assumed that Gwen was clueless as well. It seemed I was wrong about that. Here we go, Gwen said. She grabbed my hand again and told me to take Roxy's. It was cool and slimy, and she held my hand gingerly, as if she could break away at any moment. It didn't matter once the first tremor hit us. Our hands were joined by the power, the shared strength, our strangeness. The pods lay flat on the rocks, and one at a time, Gwen pressed her hand to them. They shriveled at her touch and opened slowly, to reveal the tiny new girl and Mina, both glittering and fresh. They looked as if they were waking up from a long, satisfying nap. Mina smiled when she saw me. She was different now. An idol of gold, she glittered from the inside, and her glow was enticing, inviting, and warm. Jane, she said. My name was music on her lips. I realized I was staring with my mouth agape, wordlessly, for far too long. Mina, I stammered. I felt a hot fire in my cheeks and blushed harder, knowing I was blushing. You look different. Mina laughed and I wanted to sink into the ground and disappear. My whole body burned with embarrassment, but she moved quickly to my side and gripped my arm. You're okay, she said in her soothing voice. It's okay. You're new to this. Her voice cools my embarrassment. Gwen squeezed my hand and gave me a small smile. And you have no idea what's going on. Are you planning on telling us? Roxy asked. She didn't hide the irritation in her voice. She held her arms crossed tightly against her chest. She was shivering violently. Gwen and Mina exchanged a look. I'll tell them, said a high-pitched voice. The new girl stepped forward, glittering like sunlight on a running river. Her deep blue eyes met each of us for a moment, challenging anyone to defy her. Mina wrapped her arm lovingly around the small girl and smiled warmly. Go ahead and tell them, but keep it to the basics for now. There will be time for more questions later when we are in safer territory. At the mention of our perilous safety, my heart began a drumbeat so loud and insistent that at first I could not focus on what the new girl was saying. It was the repeated word goddess that brought me back into the conversation. So let me get this straight, Roxy said. The anger was evident on her face. You're trying to tell me that we all died and were brought back as the mythical goddesses from the bedtime stories I heard as a kid. Gwen placed a hand on Roxy's shoulder. When Roxy shrugged it off, she placed it on her shoulder once again and gripped it tightly. I could see a tremor pass through Roxy and it left her quiet and subdued. It's not a myth, Mina said evenly. Blessing or curse is for you to decide. I think once you see the others, you will be grateful for this new chance at life. Roxy snorted but remained otherwise silent. Gwen smiled at her. Her slender arm was draped over Roxy's shoulders, and she gave her a little squeeze. 
This would not have been my choice, but it was not mine to make. She leveled her stony gaze on me. But there are worse fates than ours. We get to live forever. The word hung in the air, heavy and unfathomable. Forever. Lifetime after lifetime. Endless, meaningless time. This isn't what I wanted. I just wanted to escape Silent Tree's wellness center. I didn't know I would have to die to do it. I certainly wouldn't have included them if I'd known. The new girl was watching me. No one blames you, she said. I do, Roxy interjected. The new girl turned her icy glare on Roxy. You shouldn't. That place was death one way or another. This way was much more merciful. Roxy grunted and paced angrily. I'm guessing not everyone has this choice. She spit the words out angrily. Mina took Roxy's hands. There was a flash, and Roxy glowed with a vibrant pink light for a moment. Every feeler has some amount of power, stored energy that they can use to harness the Earth's many powers. The amount of energy determines who can and cannot choose this path. You are very lucky to have this option. Roxy nodded. Her whole demeanor was subdued and sad. Mina smiled gently. You had a friend back at Silent Trees, she asked softly. Roxy nodded her head. A single tear slipped down her cheek and dripped onto the ground. Have faith that your friend will make it here. Nothing is impossible. Those two misguided boys were just a couple of the people willing to help us escape. To reclaim our powers. She was talking about Cal and Neil. My heart leapt into my throat and I glanced in Gwen's direction. Her face was impassive and calm. She avoided my eyes. Mina was looking at me. She smiled sadly. Do not jump to forgive quite so quickly. They did not kill us for our benefit. They are anti-feelers. They killed us merely out of curiosity. She shook her head. They don't understand the incarnations. They don't understand our power. Mina's expression was one of distaste. Most of ours have been rescued after the rebirth, before the antis can examine and, she shuddered, dissect them. Most, the new girl questioned with an arched eyebrow. In the beginning, some of them didn't make it. I don't know much about it. This is only my third incarnation. You'll pick it up quickly. She nodded to Gwen. We need to get moving. We're safe here, but we need to cross the city to get to the others. I'm afraid there are no safe places left in the city. Gwen stood up and stretched. She moved like the wind through the bright green grass of a meadow. I'm ready, she said in her cool, steady voice. Me too, added the new girl. Sure, I shrugged. This was what I wanted, right? What's your name, anyway? I asked the new girl, and she gave me a small smile. Kaya, she said. Nice to meet you, fire girl. Jane, I corrected. No, she said, shaking her glittering hair. That's not who you are. It's too plain. I will call you Hesta, fire sister. We're going to be friends, I can already tell. And me? Roxy asked snarkily. Are we all going to be best friends in this messed up afterlife? She threw up her hands and stormed off. Gwen and Mina exchanged a look, and Gwen followed Roxy into the trees. 
What's her problem? Kaya asked quietly. She slumped down onto a big tree root and dug into the dirt glumly with her big toe. Her toenails were painted light blue. Some don't handle the transition well. Mina gestured to the damaged pink pod. Her pod was damaged before it was time. That has lasting effects. I don't know what specifically. I'm still learning. She smiled and leaned against the boulder with her arms crossed loosely in front of her. I know it's hard, she said softly. But trust me, girls, it is the best possible outcome. Others are not so lucky. Some never have a chance to feel anything. I wasn't sure I agreed that it was lucky. The normal people led a comfortable, predictable life without pain or fear. Like living in a numb, cushiony cloud, never knowing they were missing out on anything. Not free, but safe. What comes next? I asked. Lucky or not, this was the path I chose, and I was ready to get moving. My whole body tingled with an urgency that I couldn't explain. We need to get moving. The magic is fading, and we have limited time before our cover is exposed. Our attention was drawn to the trees as Gwen stepped into view. Her face was passive and expressionless, but her eyes were wet with tears. Roxy won't be coming with us, she said in a hoarse whisper. She has chosen another way. Mina looked surprised, but she nodded. Some do. There was nothing you could have done for her. But the pod. Gwen's usual stony expression was cracking. Her lower lip trembled uncontrollably. You did what you had to do. You saved her in that moment. You gave her the power of choice. Gwen nodded and hung her head. Tears dripped off the end of her nose and I moved to her side to put my arm around her shoulders. She leaned against me, and I felt the dampness of her tears on my skin. Kaya moved to the other side and put her arm around Gwen's waist. Even stone can weep. Stay strong and firm as the earth under your feet. She is not yours to carry. Mina nodded, but her face was troubled. We should go. Move quickly and stay hidden. They're looking for us. She took a different path from the one Roxy had chosen, and I was grateful for that. I wasn't sure what had happened to her or what choice she had made, but I knew I didn't want to see the aftermath. And that is the end of chapter 13. I hope you're enjoying Storytime with M. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, keep reading. It all started with mom. She's always had a way of making everyday moments feel like an adventure. So this Mother's Day, Kate Spade New York is here to help you thank mom and all the mother figures in your life. From our newest arrivals like springy dragonfly adorned handbags and jewelry to gifts under $100 to the best sellers on mom's most wanted list, there's something for everyone. Maybe you can even treat yourself too. Shop the Mother's Day gift guide at katespade.com.